everybody and welcome to the 18th episode of the Volley Talk podcast. My name is Tasha and I am your host for today. Our guest for today is a truly remarkable person. His story is one like no other. Having his parents pass at a young age, he had to learn to grow up and fend for himself. And when he felt like a superhero who was on top of the world, his world suddenly came crashing down when he learned that he was diagnosed with testicular cancer. When I came across his story, I said to myself, I must get him on the show to talk about his journey. And I'm really glad he agreed to it because he shared so many other parts of his story that are equally as amazing. He is none other than Grant O'Gorman from Canada. So if you need some inspiration and laughs, I promise you, Grant will deliver. Enjoy the podcast. I'm great, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm alright. I'm still in a lockdown currently, so... I mean, I can't train and all, but yeah, thank you so much for agreeing to do this because I actually uh, read about your story. You posted on the Park Journal, right? You posted about it and then I read it and then I was like, oh my God, I need to interview you more to, to know more about your story, you know? <laughs> well, I'd love to share my experiences with you and uh, help any volleyball fans along with their journeys. Yeah, sure. All right. So let's not waste any more time and just dive straight into it. <laughs> okay, so my first question for you, Grant, is who is Grant O'Gorman in a tweet? Um, that's a hard question, but uh, <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm a husband, Isabella, and then uh, I'm a beach volleyball player who has played for Canada for the past 10 years and I think I'm a nice guy and I like to help others. Wow. So how did you first start beach volleyball? Uh, beach volleyball, it uh, started for me in Toronto, Canada. I, I loved playing indoor volleyball and uh, I joined a club volleyball team that had a coach that was a beach volleyball player and he encouraged us to go to the beach and try it out and as soon as I went, I loved it. It was just more contact with the ball, the sun, the, the community. It's just amazing. Oh, so when you were in indoor, what position do you play? I mainly played the barrel because I'm oh, okay. 188 centimeters. And back then I was much smaller, but I also <laughs> played a little bit of left side. So how was it transitioning to beach volleyball at that time? Uh, I found it fairly easy. I, I don't know if I understood all of the elements of beach volleyball of like where to pass the ball and why you're trying to hit certain things or what happens when it's windy. Uh, I mean, it was so long ago, it's hard to remember. <laughs> I, remember um, I had a good group of guys I was playing with and uh, we learned the game quickly. Oh, that's cool. So ever since then, you've been representing Canada for the past 10 years, right? You said? Yeah, in 2010, I was selected to go to the under-19 Beach Volleyball Worlds in Porto, Portugal. So that was 2010. Mm. And uh, my partner, Aaron Nussbaum, and I did very well. We, got, we won six matches in a row and we finished ninth. And that really inspired me to pursue it further and see mm. how far... Yeah, that's so cool. So who or what inspires you the most along this journey? Uh, I've had this 
intrinsic motivation my whole life to to push myself uh currently my motivation is um the curiosity of beach volleyball with uh learning new skills and playing different tournaments uh, playing with different people like every day is different in beach volleyball the wind the sun sand mm -hmm. the athlete against so yeah just when you think you've mastered it yeah one of those days i <laughs> haven't and i think that that's great and that motivates me every day just to show up and try to learn something and try my best yeah and to think it's crazy to, to think that it's coming from someone like you who has had so much experience in the game you've been playing for so many years and yet you still feel like every day is a new day in this sport <laughs> So true. You can play the same team on 10 different days and you have 10 completely different games. <laughs> yeah, that's just the element of beach volleyball that makes it so exciting, I think. <laughs> because this year, you know, we played in Qatar where we have deep sand, mm -hmm. and then Cancun where it was super windy, and then Sochi and Ostrava was no wind whatsoever. And then mm -hmm. we went to Mexico and it just rained the whole time. And now this week there's start happening and it's yeah really yeah <laughs> don't get the same thing ever it's always yeah different. right so grant what has been your toughest challenge along this journey and what lesson did it teach you uh i've had many tough life challenges and uh, a couple tough volleyball challenges um, my life challenges, I had both my parents pass when I was younger at, at separate times. So that made me really grow up quickly. And um, I had to learn to be by myself a little bit and uh, learn how to do all the adult things in life. Uh, I also had testicular cancer last year and I got surgery for that, got it removed. It doesn't seem to be coming back so, so far. So that was, that was tough to, you know, go through a major surgery like that and not know what was going to happen mm -hmm. after that. And then with volleyball, um, you know, uh, in Canada, we stick with our teammates for a long time. And when I used to play with Sam Pedlo, we played for five years mm -hmm. and then we barely missed out on the 2016 Olympics. Oh. And then then he broke up with me and it was uh it was a hard uh it was a hard thing like he was my he's still my friend but he was we were close friends and uh mm -hmm. we had a good trajectory and then um it was cut short and then a year later i ended up moving across the country by myself to play with ben my current partner mm -hmm. that was another challenge to move cities as mm -hmm. a world just canada's humongous like i was yeah. It is <laughs> so far to just play with this one guy, and uh, wow, it has challenged me and made me grow, and I love it. Yeah, that's really, really amazing. But tell me more about the the cancer. You know, like how it happened, and because I read your article and you said that you always felt like you were a superhero, you were invincible, and then after that, suddenly it just came like that you know what was your initial reaction and yeah yeah well I feel I've always been strong um physically strong uh and 
you know, mentally strong mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, you know, when as an athlete, you're, you have a lot of muscle and you feel like a superhero. Yeah. And when we were in Hamburg in 2019 for the world championships, I had this weird sensation on my, my nipple. And I thought maybe I'd scratched it when I was diving for a ball or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't think too much of it. And then a couple of weeks later, we were in Vienna at the, the major series and my nipple was getting a little bigger. And out of curiosity, I just squeezed it a bit and mm-hmm. it came out. And I knew that's probably not okay for guys. Yeah. But, uh, you know, because it didn't really affect my play, I didn't think I was sick. I just sort oh. of kept and then when I came back to Canada, this is in September or so, I, I talked to my wife, fiance at the time, and she told me we should go to the doctor. And they asked if I was taking steroids. They did ultrasound on my nipple. They did all this stuff. They couldn't figure out what was going on. My testosterone mm-hmm. through the roof. And then eventually I got an ultrasound in my testicles about six months later, and they found uh, three nodules on my right testicle and three weeks after that I had the surgery to get it removed man that's crazy and then after that four months later you were back playing how was that recovery period so fast well what was amazing was uh well, it's not amazing but I found out I had cancer as soon as coronavirus had just started oh okay I got we were in California for a training camp because we were going to the Mexico event in 20, beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. And we got called back. And then I decided then I would go get the ultrasound. Oh, okay. We had continued on tour. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know what was happening with the season. And then they yeah. just postponed the Olympics, which mm-hmm. was great. And, uh, yeah, I got, had the surgery and, you know, the three weeks leading up to the surgery were, were tough because usually I would just work out really hard and prepare for this surgery, but I was sad and didn't know what yeah. was happening. I couldn't even think too much about volleyball. Mm-hmm. And then after the surgery, I, uh, I was all in. I just wanted to do everything I could to get back in shape, but I wasn't yeah. allowed. I had, uh, you know, the cut right in my, uh, my abdomen and I didn't want to get a hernia yeah low and then this uh tournament the king of the court Mm -hmm. was happening only one of the year and I asked Ben if he would go with me and we decided to go and we played pretty well on the first day but I was so tired I just was not ready (laughs) the next day I just woke up and I felt like a a car had hit me or something oh (laughs) Yeah, the second day we didn't play that well. Oh, I didn't play that well. I didn't play great, but it was uh, it was a good experience, and I felt it helped me prepare for this year. Like it had already initiated the comeback. It wasn't over a year of waiting to see if I could still play. I knew at that point I could still compete with the best players in the world. Right, but. Like during that recovery period, were you just like all in, like, I'm going to get better or were there like down times as well? Well, at the beginning, I was doing like toe exercises, calf rate, <laughs> like anything, anything I could do. Yeah, yeah. 
I couldn't reach over my head for a while because it would stretch. Um, oh. But uh, after that, after I started hitting the ball over the net, it, I felt okay. Wow. And I think having experienced something like this, I think that any other challenges that you face will be like, you know, you can definitely get through it already. Yeah. Well, when I'm just grateful to be on the court because there was times in those three weeks before the surgery where I thought, Oh, just let me play again. Just let me, I, I didn't know how far the cancer had spread. I had no idea. I just wanted oh. to have my normal life. Mm-hmm. Just give me something. And to be able to come back to a level similar to or greater than it was before, it's just, I'm, I'm just so grateful. So when I feel yeah. like something's not going my way, I just, think about you know the experience I've had and it really puts me in a good spot mm-hmm. so how do you think this whole experience changed your mindset about beach volleyball uh, before beach volleyball was um, the biggest part of my life mm-hmm. um, and now it's a part of my life and it's also a privilege it's not just mm. not be there for me so I'm going to try to enjoy every practice and every injury and every whatever every long plane ride I'm going to try to enjoy it all that's a truly incredible story so so after that you you started this uh, Movember movement is it to sort of change the face of men's health. Can you tell us more about that? I didn't start that. I just, oh. uh, it's a big, it's a big charity, but I contacted them asking if oh. they would in, in partnering with me and oh. they are, and uh, I've done some interviews and we plan on doing some other stuff in the future, like me potentially going to schools and talking to mm kids about you know checking their testicles and making sure and talking to a doctor if something's not right uh, but we'll see what will come of that all right that's so amazing so okay let's take a mini game break and do something a bit fun so this mini game is gonna it's called the best ever so i'm just gonna ask you like a few questions of the best ever you know stuff okay so the first one is the best ever match that you played uh, the best ever match I've played. Oh, you know what? I, we were playing in 2016 in the last chance qualifier in Sochi, Russia. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a match. It was actually a golden set. Oh, okay. And then Venezuela and they decided to serve me every ball. And I decided to just hit every ball as hard as I could. <laughs> end up winning and Canada got the birth of the Olympics. I, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm 22 years old and I'm delivering on this hum- humongous stage. And I didn't even mm-hmm. feel the pressure. It was just unbelievable. And uh, that feeling was also mirrored uh, last week in Mexico when we were in the finals playing Mexico and we beat um, the Mexican guys. Mm-hmm. No nerves, no nothing, just playing, enjoying, and yeah, I don't know. I think those two were like my best matches. And yeah. the most, they had the most amount of 
shouldn't have had the most amount of pressure. Mm, I think, yeah, when you're in the zone, it's really the best feeling ever. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get there sometimes. <laughs> right. So, um, okay, next best ever question is the best ever team that you played against? The best team I've played against? Well, someone who's probably beat me the worst. <laughs> it can be anything. <laughs> I, I do remember losing to some Canadian guys when I was younger and it was pretty bad. But uh, on the world tour, um, it's a tough one. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's changing, right? Like a skill yeah. level. Hmm. I'll have to pass on that one. I can't say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it goes back to what you said earlier that uh, everything is so different. You ten, 10 matches against the same guys can have the different results every time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know of one team that's so dominant. Like, I know Norway's been winning a lot, but I've only played them once, maybe. So, uh, okay, all right, pass on that. Okay, so the next question is the best ever venue that you've ever competed in? Venue, I. I loved playing in um, Sydney, Australia. Oh. Manly Beach. Okay. I don't know. We had some Canadian fans there, and the sand is great. Everyone's cheering. Everyone's in a good mood. You can go in the ocean right after. I, I love that. Ah, you know what's interesting? Because I've asked this question to a few other um, guests before, and a lot of them also said Australia. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I love beach volleyball. I don't really love like the the you know the stadium surrounding with no mm. wind, hard sand. I, I like actual beach volleyball where you go out and okay. jump in the ocean after deal with the wind. I, I love that. So you you do like the beach element of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, so that's the the best ever. It's the first time I'm doing this, so I think I think I will continue doing this. It's kind of fun. <laughs> so, Grant, do you have any pre-competition routine? Um, yeah, I do. Before the match, I uh, I have my whole I have a whole thing I do. You know, before the match, obviously there's the warm up. Mm -hmm. uh, listen to music i try to get good thoughts in my head with the music good vibes and then uh you know before that i we have a scouting meeting with our coach and mm. and I, I like to write in my journal like all the plans and just in case i need to pull it out during the game and recheck what if something is not working oh. um i like to wake up the morning of a, a game and say game day. <laughs> yeah. Because you know we spend so many days traveling and training. Mm -hmm. When it's for time for the game day, it's like no, this is what we've been traveling yeah. twenty four hours for, training our butts off. So that. Mm -hmm. um, also, I usually do a little meditation visualization as well before the game. Ah, okay, okay. That's cool. The game day thing is something that I can try. 
So, um, all right. So, Grant, I mean, obviously, during competition, there'll be some tough situations or, you know, when the points are really close. So, how do you calm yourself down during those times? During those times, uh, it actually sort of comes back to the cancer thing and being grateful. Oh. Putting yourself, like, wanting to be in this position. You know, when you enter a tournament, you're going to face mm-hmm. adversity at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe the time will be facing adversity. Mm-hmm this and uh you know you want to be in those moments and you want to see what you can do and you want to take risks and you want to grow as a player Mm -hmm. well instead of being fearful of well what if i mess up well what if you do something great like that's Mm. i see it and all i do is i want an opportunity to get to that moment in every game Oh, okay. So it's like you are embracing the the adversity, basically. Embrace every obstacle. Wow. Okay. That's that's really powerful. So instead of looking at it as an obstacle, just take it as a chance for you to grow and learn, right? Yeah, and yeah, to overcome it. Like it's that's what's fun about the sport. That's why we train hard is to get better and. Uh, to achieve things maybe we didn't think we could before. Mm, okay, I see. So, which leads us to our next question, which is, in your opinion, Grant, what is the most important quality that a beach volleyball player should have? Um, perseverance, for sure. Mm-hmm. When you're standing out in the qualifiers and traveling and spending money and it's not going your way, you just got to keep going, go to practice the next day, like keep working out, like just keep going. And eventually, hopefully you'll break through. Yeah, perseverance is really, really important. <laughs> so Grant, what are the hopes for the future of your career? For my volleyball career? Uh, yeah, anything. <laughs> volleyball career, um, I got my green card uh, last year. So I'm now eligible to play on the ABP tour. Okay. So to, uh, start playing this summer. And then in the winter, I will also be playing on the Brazil tour. Wow. Uh, is Brazilian. And then for the world tour, I'm unsure yet. I haven't uh, established what my plans are, what my goals are, and uh, we'll see. Wow, that's awesome. So AVP and then Brazilian tours and world tours. Yeah, <laughs> the whole package. <laughs> so Grant, besides beach volleyball, what else do you like to do? That's a tough one because the last seven months I have not been home. Uh, training in Brazil and just fully into beach volleyball in this Olympic mm-hmm. qualification process. But uh I don't know, I like to play games with friends and uh, hang out with my wife, Isabella. And, you know, I love beach volleyball. I love working out. Those are like my two hobbies. Mm-hmm. If I retired like next week, I'd probably go practice and go work out. Like, <laughs> I love it. And for me, like an off day is hard. Um, yeah, so right now I'm actually in quarantine for two weeks in Canada and I'm not oh. working out as much. So it's hard and I need to find these hobbies. And All that's right. also for the younger players to find some hobbies for the road. 
Right, right. I think that's really important because like, like I was just going to ask you actually, like, what do you do on your off days, you know? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, you said that you like to spend time with your friends and your wife. And yeah, speaking about that, you, you guys have a YouTube channel, right? <laughs> that's really cute. Not really doing it anymore. The, the main <laughs> of it was to explain to everyone what happened because I was having oh. people come to me and ask for the whole story. And okay, it was just so overwhelming for me. Yeah, every person I see to explain. Yeah, it's long as they're sad, you know. So we just wanted to get it out. Everyone knows okay. the story. It was the best way to do it. Ah, okay. Yeah, I, I watched that video also. Actually, <laughs> it was really nice. So, okay, so I think this will be quite a hard question for you then because I'm, I'm going to ask you, after retiring from the sport, what do you see yourself doing? Well, I'm studying for something right now, but it's a secret. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want people to know. <laughs> I know volleyball will always have a special place in my heart. Uh, I hope to stay involved in, in it. I don't know how, how often or at what level or doing what but I do love volleyball and mm -hmm. appreciate everything it's given me it's given me most of my friends giving my wife and a, a great life so far mm, so do you think maybe coaching <laughs> yeah I do coach here and there um but we'll see I need to I'm still into playing right now yeah yeah of course of course it's just you know like a thought question into the future <laughs> So, <clears throat> what do you think your strengths are, both as an athlete and as a person, Grant? So, as an athlete, um, I think my mindset of just constantly trying to improve in every aspect and, and my curiosity with volleyball. Mm -hmm. There's not one day where I don't really want to be at practice mm -hmm. unless I'm really hurt or something. Um, Physically, as a volleyball player, um, my hand-eye coordination and my ball control, um, I never even think about passing the ball. Like, it just... Wow. I don't have to worry about that or, or setting. Um, and, like, my my athletic ability is, you know, I'm, I'm fast and I have a good arm, a fast arm swing. Mm. And what about as a person? <laughs> as a person, um, I'm able to worry about, no, I'm more able to prioritize things that need to be prioritized in the moment. Mm. Uh, I'm able to you know, care about the things that need to be cared about and then dismiss things that are irrelevant to the present situation. Um, and I think that's yeah that's my best trait yeah and a very very important one as well i might add so grant um what do you wish people knew more about you that they don't um uh one time um in i thought living in a, a van would be a good idea <laughs> ben and ben and i were living California for a little bit and then we came back to Vancouver which I just moved to mm -hmm. and I did one and rent was so expensive and I thought oh like we're, we're traveling all the time I might as well just get like something small and right 
was the solution. So I, I lived in that for like, I don't know, four months, maybe five months. And uh, <laughs> it was an interesting time in my life. It's probably not a good idea for an athlete, though, because the oh. eating situation <laughs> Yeah, but I'm sure there were a lot of fun adventures during that time. <laughs> I actually drove with my sister down to California and we had a good sibling road trip and we bonded. And I think that's the best memory I have from having that thing. Oh, that's nice. So Grant, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to your younger self? <clears throat> Definitely just live in the present. Don't worry too much about the future and different possibilities of how things may play out. Just, you know, play the cards that are in front of you and that's mm -hmm. it. But I think that is kind of hard, right? <laughs> Very hard when you're trying to be the best and see all the potential scenarios. Um, but if you try too hard to solve all future problems, then you may miss solving the current problem. Oh, damn. <laughs> that was so good. If you try too hard to solve the future problems, you will. <laughs> you <laughs> <may> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> If you want to solve the current problem, for example, in volleyball terms, if you worry about who you're playing in the quarters and the semi, mm -hmm. but you're in the pre-quarter, you may lose the pre-quarter if you're focused yeah. on the other game. So if you forget to pass and set and just be present there and you're focused about the other games, it's mm -hmm. not good. Yeah, and I think that is something that it's it's very very important but also very hard to do <laughs> very hard to do yeah <laughs> right so wow this was fast so actually we're at the last question already which is the question that i ask all of my guests at the end of the podcast and that is grant if you could put a message on the moon for 7.2 billion people in the world to see what would it be and why what would it be oh i don't know something silly something, <laughs> I, I don't know like <laughs> i was gonna say something super inappropriate so i'm not gonna say that <laughs> um, it's okay i give you permission to say it <laughs> well it's, no, like, we have seven billion people that's enough people we don't need any more people right so oh <laughs> Damn. Well, okay now when i was serious <laughs> But I would say, you know, um, this is hard. Um, treat others how you like to be treated, I guess. Like the, the golden rule, that's what I learned as a kid is treat others how you want to be treated. You know what? I, I, I did an interview with Hendrik Moore and he said the exact same thing. <laughs> well, because well, that would solve a lot of problems in our world. If everyone mm -hmm. just and that would be, be a better world. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I can't believe we're at the end of our podcast. It was such a blast and really it was so fun to speak to you, Grant. But is there anything else that I might have missed out that you would like to add on or something? <laughs> um, no, I, I think that's good. If, uh, if anyone has any more questions about anything, they can contact me or... Yeah, I'm easy. 
<laughs> sure. All right. Thank you so much once again, Grant, for for your time and for sharing all your wisdom. And I wish you all the best in your journey. You know everything. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That is truly one remarkable story. What I respect most about Grant is no matter how many obstacles life throws at him, he just embraces them and comes out stronger and empowers others to do the same. Also, the fact that he shouts game day when it's game day. Don't forget to show your love and support by following him on his Instagram at instagrant1234 that is i n s t a g r a n t 1234. If you found this episode helpful, share it with your friend, your teammates or even your coach. And if you have any questions that you would like to ask the players or any players that you would love to hear their stories, please do send me a message on Instagram at the Volley Talk Podcast. Once again, thank you for joining us and I'll see you in the next episode.